This is Matins with Khanya Ditabe and Colin York. And of course, uh, it's uh, the 7th of uh, August. And uh, in two days' time, we celebrate Women's Day. And today, week, we have this Catholic Business Forum uh, Power Breakfast with uh, Dr. Anna Mohokum, uh, who's Honorary Consul General of Iceland, among other things. And in fact, uh, she joins me on the line now. Dr. Mohokum. Mm. How are you this morning? I'm feeling good. I feel great. I feel energized. And like I usually do this time of the day. Like, you know? Oh, yes. So you get up at three in the morning normally. Uh, and not really. You know, at my age, I enjoy my full eight hour sleep. <laughs> but by, yeah, so by six, I'm already up and I'm ready to face the day. Great. So, as you say, you're ready for another day. You've been up for yeah. about two and a half hours or so. And uh, Yeah, yes. So, <laughs> here we are seven days before your big lecture. I think uh, let's just start with this, Dr. Anna Mohokong. You know, we've been saying uh, we're looking forward to the lecture on the 14th. Uh, tell yes. me a little about Dr. Anna Mohokong. Where were you born? Where were you raised? What are your memories of growing up in that place? Yes, I was born in Pimble in Soweto, but when I was under a year old, my parents emigrated to Swaziland. So I grew up in Manzini, Swaziland, and greater part of my life was spent there at St. Teresa's Girls High, which is a Catholic school that was run by the Dominican convent nuns. So yeah, that was my upbringing, and I have pleasant memories and fond memories of my growing up days there. And so you're born in Soweto, raised in Manzini. You had your first degree in Botswana. Yes, yes. International, talk about it. <laughs> yes, you know. So and- Not for a specific town or village or country. So uh, at a very early age, at a very early age, I wanted to be a citizen of the world. That's... So that's how I actually landed in Botswana, because my sister was lecturing there at the university, and she encouraged me to leave Swaziland where I grew up, to say, come and delve in other areas, come and live in Botswana, and experience a different kind of life. So that is why I, I, I got to, to Botswana and how I did my first degree there. So you had your BSc, and then you went from Botswana, you went to Medunsa then, and that's where you got your doctor's degree. No, my medical degree. Your medical That's degree, where I got I mean. my medical yes. degree at Medunsa, yes. And that was really, you know, the pleasure of my mother. You know, my mother was a force to be reckoned with. She was a force in my life, you know, that drove my life, and uh, she really was my mentor, you know. And I really dedicate and pay tribute to her, because without that pleasure, I possibly wouldn't be where I am. So she's the one who actually applied for me at Medunsa, and got me to get to Medunsa, and my, my uncle was a professor uh, there at Medunsa, and she got him to assist me to apply, and uh, I was accepted there. And that's how uh, I got to Medunsa in Pretoria, and I've never left Pretoria ever since. So you say your mom has been the driving force behind you. Uh, she's been your mentor. You had the uncle who was there now as a professor. What drives you, Dr. Anna, to, to do what you do? You've mentioned that your mom is part of that. What else drives you to do what you do? I think I'm extremely...
extremely passionate about what I do. I simply love what I do. I enjoy it. And every day, it's a different experience. You know, I think this is what's exciting for me. You know, I don't live a monotonous life. Each day, I mean, I don't know how this day is going to end, for example. You know, it's trials and tribulations could be something else, you know. Or I could land somewhere else, out of this place, out of this town. Uh, so, you know, my, my days are unpredictable, they're exciting. Uh, I don't like a monotonous life, and I think my passion for what I do is what drives me, and that's what gets me out of bed each day. And apart from that, you know, I am rather a community person. I love my extended family. I love my other sisters outside my immediate family. You know, I like to share experiences. I like to advise. I like to mentor. So, you know, all those things really are centered around my passion. I think uh, the people coming for this lecture on the 14th of August uh, can already get the feel of what to expect. The lecture is titled Ethics, Excellence and Empowerment. Uh, I'm very much interested in what sort of key points you'll be highlighting in the lecture on the 14th. Yes. What I've done this Women's Month, um, my theme uh, is this very one you're mentioning, Ethics, Excellence and Empowerment. This is a theme for 2019. And for me, as a person, to reflect on these issues as a woman in leadership, um, why these three? Because this is really what underpins the success and development of women. These are the values and the ethos that I believe women should follow for them to be able to move upwardly in their development and in their careers and also their sustainability. Because if you don't have these three values, you'll never last. Whatever you do won't be sustainable. And these are the issues that we are facing in our society today, these very ones of ethics, of um, excellence and empowerment, you know, and empowerment not only in business, but empowerment in knowledge and information, in training, and also empowering others. You know, the word empowerment to me is rich. You know, a person, when he looks at this word, can think, oh, empowerment in business, B-E-E, what and what. No. I'm talking about empowerment in its entirety, not only in business. But, you know, you're talking about empowerment in business. And, uh, you know, recently we've heard uh, so much about corruption, not just in South Africa, but in Africa and and the rest Mm. of the world. I know the Pope, when he was in Uganda, Mm. he... Uh, when he was in Uganda and Kenya, he touched so much on the concept of corruption and how it has that domino effect. Now, Dr. Yeah. Anna, your faith and business, how, how has it affected the way you live your life? Not necessarily your business life, but just your life in general. Yes. I think it's a very interesting question you, you, you're mentioning because my life is actually underpinned by these two issues. I mean, my faith underpins my ethos in business. Can you imagine that? I'm just saying, uh, who is my counselor? Who is my advisor each day? Who consoles me each day? It's the Almighty. That is, I would say, also another force that underpins my ethos, my work ethics, the way I deal with people in business, the way I deal with stakeholders in business is in an ethical way that's driven by my spirituality. Because 
I talk to God all the time. Like this morning, before this interview, I spoke to him, and I said, I'm going to engage with the world. Please guide me and advise me what to say, how to handle this. You know, he is like my driving force, the spirit behind me. And uh, I've had very, very serious problems and challenges in my life. And if it wasn't for this, I would, have, I would not have survived, you know. So I, I just believe that, for me, it's an essential part of my life. Uh, my spirituality and my faith. And, and then, obviously, on business. Business is an enabler. It is a catalyst that we need in our lives and in our country. We need to industrialize our country. We need those investments to come in so that we can create the much-needed job opportunities and careers for people in our country. And also to stimulate, you know, uh, business, the SME development, and also budding entrepreneurs. Uh, we, we need, uh, for example, women now to move up and enter the mainstream economy of our country. You know, the, the mainstream economy of our country has been led and, and dealt with by men. We are saying now it's a new era, you know, women must rise and enter those sectors that are main, uh, mainstream, you know, that are economy drivers. We, we can't just be a market, you know, and a consumer uh, or SMMEs running little businesses there. We must now go up and run the big industries, the mines, the energy, the many energy opportunities. So I'm just saying business is the economic driver. It's going to be the economy driver uh, of, the, you know, of, the, of our country. And it, it, it will open up the floodgates for opportunities. And, of course, your journey, starting with a BSc degree and then moving on to a medical degree. And then, mm. uh, you know, then you were a first woman to be honored by UNISA uh, with a doctorate in commerce. How did this come mm. about? Uh, because it seems to be such a, an exciting journey, a, an amazing journey. Yes. This is one of the things that I share with women when I, you know, make this presentations to say you must keep a close watch on developments in your country and also in your neighboring countries. You must keep a close, take close interest. You know, in most instances, we are followers, but we are never there at the cutting edge at the right time. So what I've been doing in my life, entire life, even today, is to keep a close watch on the developments. You know, when I was in, uh, in my medical center working as a doctor, I was keeping a close touch and watch on the developments in the country, how President Mandela and our leaders were saying we must reform. Uh, women must be brought on fold. There will be opportunities even in the mainstream economy. Uh, people must come up uh, and take up these opportunities. President Mandela went to the financial institutions such as Sandam uh, and all other those mutual, and he got them to, you know, to have these funds available for black people and women to participate in uh, these you know, opportunities. And I, was, I made sure I was there at the right time. You know, so uh, I've been in business for a long time, even before 94. But what happened pre-94, I was now aware that now it is time for change. It is time for an evolution. It's time for me now to think where I can position myself in this new dispensation. And I was there at the right time. And I remember going down to, with uh, my partner to, to, to Cape Town, to Nitzandam, with nothing in my hands. 
but a vision, a story, uh, which we sold to them, and they, they, they bought into it. And that's how we got the first funding for our first opportunities. It was not on a silver tray. Throughout my life, I've never got anything on a silver tray. I always have had to be there and present myself, present my story. And that has been Dr. Anna's evolution from the beginning to where I am. I mean, last week I spent two days out in the in Limpopo visiting an commercial cultural operation there. And I met with the people. I spent two days just understanding how commercial agriculture works. And nobody sent me there. On my own accord, I, I, I made contact with the people. I said I wanted to meet them. You know, there are issues around land. I want to understand how do they operate. So what I'm saying is that these things don't come to you. You've got to go out. You've got to look out for them and present yourself. Uh, uh, sometimes you get rejection, rejection, my brother. You know, you're not welcomed every time, I must tell you. But you must be resilient, you know. Uh, be resilient. If someone doesn't believe in you, don't take it personally. Move to the next. The, the next person is more than likely to listen, you know. The law of probability says five out of ten, I'm sure, you, someone will listen to you. So you, you, you have to keep at it. Keep trying. Keep knocking on the doors. This is still Radio Veritas, 5.76am, and of course uh, we're speaking to keynote speaker at the Power Business Breakfast, organized by a Catholic Business Forum on the 14th of uh, August. Dr. Anna, what are your expectations of this day, the 14th of August? Mm, you know what, I'm open-minded, you know, to anything. <laughs> you know, whatever, however it presents itself on that day, it's okay with me, you know. So I'm always ready for anything, you know, so I don't really have a set uh, expectation on it. Other than that, I'm looking forward to really opening out my heart and sharing some of my thoughts and reflections with my fellow, you know, Catholic uh, business uh, uh, peers. And and what would you say to them right now, inviting them to come to, to, the, lect- uh, to the talk? Um, I would say that our spirituality should be the driving force. It should underpin our ethics, our ethos. Uh, it should, empower, it should uh, underpin how we give our utmost best in whatever we do in excellence. And also a reflection on empowerment. And also uh, what I'm doing uh, this time, I'm bringing it in the context of our spirituality and our, and our faith. You know, I'm, I'm bringing it in that context. So it's a very different kind of presentation from what I've been given, uh, I'll say, this weekend, because I started this weekend already with those presentations and talks. And I'm just saying I'm bringing it in the context of, you know, our faith and business, how this, uh, the context of that. Dr. Anna Mohokong, our guest speaker at uh, Power Business uh, Breakfast, uh, organized by Catholic Business Forum on the 14th of August. Dr. Anna, your last words before we conclude? I would just say that there's hope in the future and that it being Women's Month, we must reflect on how we can position ourselves, not only in business, but in our faith and how we extend an arm, you know, to our communities and to our fellow women as well, because that's where it all begins. You know, we are lacking this aggression of women who extend their hand and arm to other women. We're lacking this, and that's why we are, you know, lacking behind men. And that's how we come to the end of it. We see you on the 14th of August 
at uh, the Hetzner Building in Auckland Park, or the Kesner Building, I should say, in Auckland Park. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. God Thank bless. Thank you. This is Matins with Khanya Ditabe and Colin York.